As we come towards the end of our series then, we've met a lot of business owners this last week from various corners of the Nim Valley. Today then, we're going to do something slightly differently. First of all, let me introduce Claire. I'm Claire. I work at the Flower Company of Earth in I have been there for coming up for two years. If you live in or near Earthlingborough, you'll likely know the place. Although, as we'll find out later, there's a very exciting move in store for 2021. But you've probably noticed if you have been there that it's a pretty small team. We literally both do the day-to-day running of everything from ordering flowers to making them to writing cards, answering phones. The other person Claire's talking about? That's Jenny. That's her colleague and the owner of the shop. She's a little shy at the start of this interview, but don't worry, we'll be hearing from her later as well. The story of how Claire came to be working at the florist is one that starts right the way back in childhood. I was brought up in Pittsford and my mum used to do the, like, the church flowers every now and again. So I kind of got into it that way. And then um, I knew I didn't want to go to university when I left school. Um, so I went to college and studied floristry instead. And so that journey ultimately brought Claire to the flower company, where her and Jenny have worked side by side ever since. We'll find out how they navigated a challenge in 12 months and looked outside of the business to try and make their local community smile on the latest Recovery Through Enterprise. This is Recovery Through Enterprise, a podcast where we meet some of the amazing small and medium-sized businesses across the Nem Valley that call the region home. To find out more on the Recovery Through Enterprise project and the range of support and assistance available to small businesses, please be sure to visit our website at recoverythroughenterprise.co.uk or find out more information on social media by visiting our dedicated pages on Facebook and LinkedIn. To make sure you don't miss any future episodes of the show, please be sure to subscribe in your podcast app of choice. But for now, though, thanks for joining us. We're pleased to have you along. Over the last year, the pandemic has thrown challenges at some businesses and kept others incredibly busy. If you own a business based around online retail or home delivery, then you've likely been pretty busy. It's also kept some businesses active in fairly macabre ways. PPE manufacturers have worked night and day to meet demand, and for florists, let's be real, more funerals happening means lots of orders. Yeah, it's um, since the first lockdown, it's sort of doubled in work workload, especially with funerals, which is really sad. Mm. Um, but it's nice to do something for the people at the end. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's been different in the last 12 months to what it has been in the years before. It's important to note, though, that this isn't a cash-in situation. Being a part of someone's life at an incredibly difficult time like a funeral is a responsibility, not an opportunity. And it's a responsibility that these ladies take very seriously. The work they do is, in some cases, a final tribute to someone's life. And so these ladies care, right down to the tiniest details. Sort of when it comes to writing cards, because obviously some people want to write cards on their tributes, it's been making sure that we can get the cards to them so that they, if they want to, they can write them themselves. Obviously, that's quite a personal thing as well, rather than us just writing it. Um, so yeah, I think the, the funeral side of it's been one of the hardest, because speaking to the families just on the phone isn't the same as having them in the shop no. um, and being able to do it sort of face-to-face um, and trying to explain over the phone, sort of over the phone what a tribute is going to look like or what we can do is a lot harder than if you've got a brochure in front of you and explaining it that way. That issue of practicality and reality has been the major obstacle Claire and Jenny have had to deal with this last year. While some companies have struggled at times to source stock, the flower company actually managed to make their way through 2020 without encountering these issues at all. Being able to get stock continually, that's fine. It comes from Holland. There has been the odd 
problem where it might have got stopped when obviously we had Brexit and everything where things took slightly longer to come through. Um, but we've not ever had a problem with not getting stock. Um, it's just continually carried on to come through. The wholesalers have been open throughout, but obviously we can't go in to choose our flowers. We're ordering them online or collecting them. Being close to the public, however, was a little more troublesome. It's been harder, the fact that you can't open to the public. It's harder to speak to people, especially when it's funeral work. It's hard to speak to people over the phone or on a message. Sure. Um, especially when it's like a close family member, because you'd normally have them in the shop. You could look through the grocery. You could speak like it. It's much nicer, I think, doing that sort of work or order face-to-face rather than on the phone. It's the other challenge the duo faced was that they miss people. Being a florist, they're a touchstone for some of the most important parts of someone's life, a birth, a wedding, a funeral. Claire and Jenny have forged important relationships over the years with the folks locally. And not being open to the public as well, I think that's a massive thing. Not having people coming into the shop and being able to just speak to them every sort of day to day with general orders as well. That's sure. quite a different thing in just doing that over the phone. Um, I imagine in a place kind of the size of Earthlingbury, you kind of build up relationships with people over time. Yeah, we've got a lot of regulars that come in. <laughs> but yeah, we've, we've missed seeing them because some of them used to come in for a cup of tea and a chat or whatever, and we haven't been able to do that for over a year. As it was then, wanting to get out of the shop and give something back to the community that they've missed so much, Claire and Jenny got to work on some projects designed to lift the spirits locally. In between the last lockdown and sort of in between that time last year, we um, bought heathers in rainbow colours um, and we went and planted with um, the junior school and the infant school and one of the child minders that's local and some of the councillors. We went and planted a rainbow on the flower bed, um, sort of in support of everyone that's been through and going through COVID. Um, it's still there now, actually. Um, in the rainbow theme, yeah, and sort of everyone got involved and planted a planted a heather. This kind of project was important to the team. As Claire notes, they've long been a part of the fabric of Earthingborough, so they were delighted to be able to give something back at a difficult time. It's a small community and everyone's quite tight-knit, so it's nice to do something for the town um, and, yeah, make, make the town look pretty as well at the same time. Yeah, just to put a smile on people's faces as well, really, as you saw, because you can see it when you drive past, you can see it when you walk round to Victoria Street and things. So, yeah, it's just a bit of, bit of happiness to spread around. It wouldn't be the last project of its kind that the team took on last year. Towards the end of the year, as thoughts turned to Remembrance Sunday, another plan was hatched, and this time I got store owner Jenny to tell us all about it. Because we couldn't, obviously, we couldn't all go to the centre because of COVID. Um, Claire and I came up with the idea that we'd make our own poppy floor wreaths for everybody's front door, um, and we donated £2.50 of each um, wreath that we made to British Legion. Okay. Um, and we actually sent one to Downing Street, which was put up um, inside. You know, it was in the garden room that was put up in. Yes, put up in the garden room. Um, uh-huh. So that's a massive thing for us as a community, as I say, with the kids as well. See, I told you we'd hear from Jenny at some point. Talk to both of these ladies, you can see the dedication and love they put into their work, and that love and support that the duo have put into their community in turn this last year seems to have stood them in good stead, with hopefully a very busy year taking shape ahead of them. Most of the weddings that we had for last year have um, postponed to either later this year or next year. So it's not that we've we've lost work, it's just that it's postponed to a later date. Yeah, a lot of people have already um, sent through their new wedding dates, 
Um, so a lot of them are coming through. So obviously when the rules are meant to be relaxed through to next year, and then we've got people contacting us that are booking their wedding um, for next year that are due to get married. While a full slate of weddings will no doubt keep them exceedingly busy on its own, hopefully with some slightly happier work this time, there's also another pretty exciting development in the pipeline for 2021. A brand new premises for the business which will be opening its doors later this year, still nestled in the heart of the town. While the exact location and details are a secret at this point, you'll have to follow them on social media for updates, there's no doubt you'll be able to find a warm welcome when the shop opens for sure. As we leave Claire and Jenny though to prepare for another busy weekend, Claire leaves us with a fairly pragmatic take on the year ahead. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, uh, we definitely haven't sort of lost anything from it. It's just that everything's just changed from what it was. It's just kind of changing with the times, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just going with whatever you're allowed to do at the time. That mindset, being flexible, pragmatic, trying to keep a cool head and frankly thinking of those around us is a commendable one and it's a link that's bound many of the businesses we've talked to on this journey from florists and bakers to cast iron pan makers all across the Nen Valley the resilience and adaptability we've seen this last year from our local businesses is something we can all be proud of and gives us a reason to love local we thank you for joining us on this series of podcasts it's been a pleasure sharing these stories with you and we really hope you've found them as useful and as inspirational as we have we'll be back next time with a roundtable discussion on the recovery through enterprise project and this week's business festival to find out more from the festival's organizers and their aims and objectives to help our local small businesses moving forward in the meantime to find out more information on the recovery through enterprise project be sure to visit our website at recoverythroughenterprise.co.uk where you can find out more on the range of support and assistances available for local business be sure to check out the social media pages on facebook and linkedin for more information and don't forget you can find more of these stories by exploring the recovery through enterprise podcast feed in the meantime though my name is ben mainwaring it's been a pleasure meeting with you This podcast was a production of So Very Creative in Northampton. You can find more on our website at sovereycreative.com. 